Wow, what a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s, a time of AMRAs and clamshells, a time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs, a time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of blockbuster video, the Walmart of the video rental industry, the mom and pop video store killer, the corporate big choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars who are in the know arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort, a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the Talkbuster podcast. Before I get into who my guest is today, I want to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. They are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, QK Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, and Mark Price. I'd also like to thank my newest patrons, Jeremy, Seth Decker, and Trayvon Mack. Can't do this without the support of you guys. I probably would still do it. But it definitely makes it easier that my fun hobby is becoming a secondary income. So thank you all so much. Um, as a lot of my shows go, today's episode is brought to you by the Cinema Spection Podcast. It's a deep dive movie analysis show by Tim and Corinne Luz. Tim was one of my um, oldest friends from Blockbuster. He had been working there, God, I'm thinking almost the whole 10 years before I started, and he still gets met on the bus by people in Salem where our store was, hey, you're the Blockbuster guy, like all the time, even to today. So um, go check out their show. Me and my wife were on probably the first eight out of 16 episodes that they did. It's how I got my start podcasting, and um, they're they're still going strong. So thank you to you guys at Cinema Inspection. And with that, um, my guest for today... Please introduce yourself to the world. Good, sir. Hi, my name's Alex Barcello. I used to work at District 515, Columbia, South Carolina. Nice. So um, when did you start at Blockbuster? I started actually the day of my 18th birthday in 2007. Well, the wow. day after, technically. And, and how long did you work there? I worked there until 2011. Um. I was starting to process to take a job actually in Salem, Virginia, which is Salem, but a different town or a different state from you guys. And um, I actually, at that time, we, they were closing all the stores, most of our stores in the district. So I decided it was time to bid farewell. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's cool because I like getting people on the cover kind of the, the second half because I was only there till about 2007, 2008 and started in 2000, 2001. So I don't have as much of a view of, you know, the, the post Viacom blockbuster was kind of a <laughs> something I didn't work at. So this will yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Jim Keys, I think it just became CEO right when I was coming on board. So that was I was there for the whole Keys era. Awesome. So what um, why blockbuster? 
Um, actually, it was really crazy that day. I actually, my old store manager, David, was crazy. Like, and I don't mean like, I mean, he's a great guy, but he was a little bit kookier than I am. Apparently, he had lost over half his staff because they were stealing movies and like screwing the system over before I got there. I walked in to go pick up Halo 3 because it had just came out and I wanted to get it. And I saw he had a hiring sign up and I just looked at him and said, hi, sir, are y'all still hiring? And he jumped like the counter all the way to my side, got right in my face, said, what is your opinion on stealing? Like right in my face yelling. And I was like, "Um, I'm a Christian. Thou shalt not steal. He's like, you're hired. Wait, are you 18? I'm like, today. He's like, perfect. You start tomorrow. Nice. Perfect. That means you can work after 11. You're hired. Exactly. You know, actually, in our state, we didn't even hire anybody under 18. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, around here, it was weird. In, in mass, it was just, oh, you, you had to go home at 10 o'clock at night. Which... Uh, see, we had a corporate store. All of our stores were South Carolina, up until you know the end, there was only two franchise stores in the whole state, and they were both in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I only ever worked corporate. I never got to work for the franchise stores. Yeah, I would say they all bought them up back in the early 90s before I even got there. The, the ones all in the Columbia District. Yeah. Cool, but man. Was, so, um, was so is this, did, is this the store you grew up near? Is that, um, actually, no, I grew up near the Camden, South Carolina store. And then we moved down to Columbia and that was the steer store nearest my parents' house from like when I got started high school, like that, when we moved to that part of Columbia through then. So I've been in that store a couple times. Cool. Cool. So what did you start working there full time or was um, it? I was you know, in college. I was doing part time. Originally hired me only wanted me for 10 to 15 hours a week. But within like two months, I was full time and working at our other store. We had another store on St. Andrews Boulevard that was on the other side of our town in Col- near we were a town called Irma, but near Col- it's on the suburb of Columbia. And that was like our big flagship store for the district. And I would go help out there because they had unlimited hours to give away. Huh. And of course, that store is now a sports athletic store. And a Little Caesars. Oh, uh, yes, as as they all tend to be. And the one uh, my, the my first store is actually now a dental office. Yep, that's the other one. Banks, dental offices, pizza shops. The, here, actually in Virginia, where I live now, um, several of our stores are all Verizon stores now, like at least four or five of them. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I, rem- I remember there was a period of time where around 2006, 2007, where they were talking about having the store, but having it open into it and have like in the blockbuster, there'd be a pizza hut and a radio shack. Oh, that would be awesome. I remember uh, the one they hyped up big, they opened one in Vegas, one in Los Angeles was the rock, the block stores. Remember those? Yeah. I actually had a guy, um, uh, the Alvy Taylor who runs the, uh, who runs the remembering the blue and gold um, website. Either he had opened a rock, the block store or was working in one for a bit. Oh, wow. And another couple guys I had on and worked in one of those too. And they like shipped them out there to help open them. And I think that's oh, wow. crazy. Yeah, oh. that was the big, that was the big Jim Key's vision, the Rock it the was. Block stores. Make us like 7-Eleven. But I do want to do one quick thing before um, we get any more started. Um, yeah. I actually found out my, my main store I worked at for over three years was 45061 Emanuel Church in Lexington, South Carolina. And yep. actually um, our general manager who was there for over 10 years, he actually passed away last Sunday due to a heart attack. And. I just wanted to you know, dedicate my time on this episode to him, to him and all my Blockbuster family out there. You took the words out of my mouth because that was one of the next things I was going to say as I saw you post that. that um, was that one of your, your fellow employees or managers that put that together that, that little trip? That was when I was one of the ship leads at that location. That was, that was awesome. And it, it's I love seeing stuff like that because, you know, we're – 
you end up and there's there's naysayers that come on and go, you guys worked for, you know, a terrible corporate entity. How can you have good memories of it? And it's like because of things like this, we're, we're all a team. We're a crew. We're a family like you. Exactly. We weren't just, you know, there to you know, we were there to make money. But you end up these people. I mean, my wedding party was all people I met at Blockbuster and oh. they'll and if, if if I lost one of them, I it, it would be terrible. You know, it, that's so sad. It was. And then, like, it was so interesting when that happened. I found out because of a group Facebook message. Well, it was mostly, and I'll give a shout out to them, too, because these were my main coworkers at that store. My, Megan, Kyle, Johnny, Cheryl, Gail, and Lee. You know, we kind of all time spent that time in that store together. And Megan sent out the message because she stayed in touch with Mark, who is our manager, and, and was told he had passed away. And we actually ended up adding in people who had, like, you know, helped with inventories at our store, helped cover shifts when we needed a few extra people. And, like, so we grew our group chat like 20 people, and we were all just sharing memories and laughing and just, you know, like we literally picked up the conversation that we all probably hadn't seen each other in 10 years. But it was like we right. just saw each other that shift that day, and we were just catching up on the craziness. And actually, we're planning a big get-together next month when I'm back in South Carolina. We're going to all go – because the last trip Mark took the staff on was a zoo trip, and we're actually going to go to the zoo and with his family to get together again for another reunion. Oh, that's awesome. What um, what zoo? Uh, Riverbanks in Columbia, South Carolina. It's a really nice zoo. They have penguins and seals, and they got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, we used to do tons. It's great to hear that you guys did like big outings like that because we did the same thing. We uh, we used to do a yearly trip to Six Flags out in Western Mass, oh, and wow. um, and I just shared to that page and shared to my own thing. Um, my mom found the picture of me and my friend Jeremy from that first outing going on Superman. And I was terrified to go on it. And Jeremy talked me into going on it because this is the kind of guy he was. And said, don't worry, I've been on it a thousand times. We get halfway up and he goes, you know, I've never been on this and I'm terrified now. Oh, no. I'm like, thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, we had a really good time. In fact, my last day when I left, we actually had a big uh, going away party. We actually made a blockbuster cake. Megan made a blockbuster cake. We all went to Waffle House. It was one year our store. And we had just like the best time. Nice. I wish we had Waffle House up here. We we had our uh, our constant group get together um, restaurant was Denny's because we had a bunch of those. Actually, I got a really funny story about actually Waffle House and Blockbuster. If you want a good one for a second. Yeah, I know that that's the whole point. Just look, okay. yeah, naturally oh my God. do it. So, stories stories are good. My last shift was on a Sunday. But actually, what had happened is like two days before the store manager from the West Columbia store called me and said, hey, dude, I know your last day is this, but I have an inventory. And I actually could scan. I averaged about 96 items a minute on the new release wall. Yeah, I was a rock star on inventory. I used to get asked a lot to do it. I loved it. I love staying up late. And actually, I'll tell you a really funny story about inventory here in a minute once I get this one. But me and Thomas were you know, leaving. It was, we didn't get done until almost 4.35 in the morning. And, um, you know, I was riding my, in my car and he was getting his and some lady came up, you know, was talking to him in the parking lot and asked him for a ride. And she was like really out of her mind. And he was like, Alex, just follow me. I'm gonna give her a ride to her house. We don't even get half a mile down the street. We're on a major, it's a highway six. It's a major highway in Columbia. It's a four lane. All of a sudden his truck locks up brakes. I have to get in the other way, not to hit him. And all of a sudden I see her getting literally booted out of the car, flying to the sidewalk and driving off. Because apparently Whoa. she told him that she would um, perform certain things for $5, and he decided she needed to get the hell out of the car. <laughs> oh, no. 
she was strung out on meth or something. Yikes. Oh, man. But no, my, one of my least favorite inventories was actually at the Two Notch Road store, which is in Northwest Columbia. This was in two th- early 2008. I went into an inventory there, and our inventory coordinator was like, don't touch anything. You know, that was their, always their big thing of don't touch anything. You could mess it up. Well, the store manager, I'm not going to name names because I'm, you know, I haven't talked to her in years and I don't want her mad at me. But she decided to mess with the computer at 345 and accidentally deleted the entire inventory. And we had to rescan uh, everything. Been there, done that. Yeah, that, oh my God. Do not touch the computer when it's time for inventory time. <laughs> and they were so finicky too. It was so easy to do that. It was. I mean, I can remember several times the computers going down. Like, actually, what's really funny is um, when I used to work a lot at St. Andrew's store, the one in my town, I had this yellow shirt I bought at Target. It was a long sleeve yellow shirt because I was like, it was always cold in that store. I don't know why, but it never could get warm. So I always wore like a long sleeve underneath my, you know, blue polo. And I thought, you're, oh, hey, yellow with the blue, that looked kind of cool and different, right? But no joke, I wore it in three Saturdays in a row, our entire network crashed. <laughs> and the funny thing is the store manager of that store i'm friends with him still he uh made a comment after the shift he's like take that yellow shirt off and let me have it and i gave it to him and he's like why do you want it? he's like i'm burning this damn thing buy a new we one we have a we have a strict 10 to 90 yellow to blue ratio and you're screwing it all up and it's messing with the system exactly oh man i'll tell you the worst thing that screwed me up was when i first started was when that i don't know if you were still there for it but the coke rewards bogus coupon that was getting emailed out oh yeah Oh, my God, that was horrible. I swear I had, like, several old ladies yell at me, my son is not a thief. He would never do such a thing. This is real. And I was like, oh, God. There's a sign right here, lady, that tells you, no, you can't do this. (laughs) Although, speaking of signs, I think my favorite one all time was probably in the summer of 08 when I was at the Clinton Road store, which was in Northeast Columbia. That store had a lot of turnover. I think the whole staff had left or got let go. They were pulling people in from other stores. I loved working at that store. It was right next to a grocery store, a Chinese restaurant. It was a pretty legit location. So I kind of liked it. But um, I had a lady come in, and she threw a letter at me, like, right when I was in the door. And I'm like, yes. And she goes, she's like, I have, like, $100-something dollars in late fees. I want to know why. And I pull up her account, and I'm like, well, ma'am, you have this movie, this movie, and this movie that were due, like, three months ago. And she's like, no, they're not. I'm like, ma'am, it was like Dora the Explorer. Like, it was kid movies, like little kid movies. She walks to the front of the store, rips up the raccoon, you know, summer camp, you know, blockbuster summer camp sign, and was arguing with me that said $1 rentals all summer long, which, yeah, they were $1 to rent them, but she took it as $1 and you rented them the entire summer all along. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And she was pissed. Oh, I was like, um, ma'am, you can't read, apparently. You're comprehending English language. <sighs> but although I do think, like, that store had so many good memories. Like, I had several of us that worked at that store, and we had such a good time. That was like, we were, uh, you know, kind of a put-together crew for just to get through. But, oh, man, like, um, one time I had a guy come in right open, wanted to buy a soda. And he was like, it was a, he gave me $100. We only had $100 in the register. Back then, soda was like $1.20. And I told him he could wait for me to open the safe. And he's like, I ain't got time. But I don't understand that there was a food lion, which is a regional grocery store, right yep. next door. You could have just gone there. But no, he had to come to mind. I literally had to take the change cups and hand it to him and be like, here you go, buddy. He was so mad. 
<laughs> I'm like, dude, you're the one who literally came to a blockbuster right open with a hundred dollars. What do you expect? Or with that store too. One time we were doing our a lady came in about a game she had brought back. It was Metal Gear Solid Four for the PS3, and I was like, okay, brought it back, and she was pissed because it was left, it was you know put back on shelf without scanning. I'm like I'll scan it back. We'll refund your card. And she goes, no, you don't understand. She's like, I have an American Express, and I just got it for the, you know right at the end of my first year. I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, if you didn't go over and didn't miss a payment you didn't pay interest the first year but if you did you you guys threw me over and i have four thousand dollars in interest now oh i was like let me give you the corporate office number for this one yeah wow that (laughs) oh man so that was one that was one of the good ones um but then if you want to get like crazy ones i've got some really good like some some very interesting stories of those some of those ones too i I love this stuff. We we had we had cars on fire in the parking lot. We had people breaking and entering through the front plate glass window and trying to steal register drawers that ended up getting left in the register for some reason. Sounds like an inside job to me. Oh, dude, um, we had an inside job actually at my first store. Yeah, we actually got robbed um, in two thousand nine. Um, someone came in. Well, we watched the ver- the videotape from the other. It was, this was the one near my house that was had a, actually also had a food lion, a, a dry cleaner, a, ca- a check cashing place, so lots of cameras to catch everything. The car pulled behind the the building and cut the phone lines and the and the audio lines out the building. Oh Came no! Inside, guns drawn, get on the ground. I was in the middle of the store, so I just hit the floor. Uh, my, the manager was actually there. He hit the floor. They came behind the registers and cut the, the phone lines from behind the registers and scanned the emergency release barcode. But the reason that the police even knew it was an inside job is they grabbed my boss's keys, knew which key to grab, went right into the room where we kept all of our Xbox 360s and our PS3s and our Wii's. And then that person took the other key, knew where to go in the office, and then pulled the you know the hard tape that would record all the transactions yep. for the day. Had pulled that one and the day before's, and pulled this knew the security tape, knew where the backup security tape was, and the day before's. Oh God! Yeah, that's an inside job. They figured out. Oh a yeah. Employee that had been fired a few months before. <laughs> Actually, what's crazy is that employee was ended up getting like a lot of years, but before that, he had been famous because he had been attacked by a gorilla. What? Seriously, the same zoo we went to. He had been fired like two years prior. And apparently like a few months later, he got the job at that zoo. Some grill got out of the escapement, hit him and flew him like five or ten feet and like injured him and jumped back in their enclosure and they got it on camera. Oh my. I know, right? And that that guy led an interesting life. I know, and he's in jail now, so. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> But I guess those were someone's. Um, my favorite all time though was actually with Kyle. So when he hears this, he'll know I'm talking to him about it. But Kyle and I, <laughs> we were we were at work, and he knows right where the story's gonna go because I'm just gonna say um, this one was the best. So we're sitting there, like Mayo Church was in Lexington. Lexington's more of a rural area, Columbia, and there's a lot of. Um, let's just be honest. There's a lot of trailer parks near that store. Um, yep. <laughs> but all of a sudden, this girl came in, you know, dressed in a t-shirt and like some jeans or whatever. This other girl comes in. All of a sudden, I heard, we were, like, you know, talking. It was really slow. It was, like, a summer night. It was, like, Wednesday night. It was Wednesday. It was a summer night. You know, we were slow. All of a sudden, I hear someone say, I know they ain't let your skank ass out this out the trailer park, bitch. 
Oh no. I looked up and I was like, me and him looked at each other and we watched. And these, she's like, she's like, you ain't nothing but trailer trash, you stupid hoe. And that's why I slept with your cousin. And all of a sudden they just started to go to fighting. I'm talking, they girl grabbed the hair. Like we had the five for 20 up, knocked the whole five for 20 table over, knocked over, oh. knocked over our snack display. I'm talking like brawl out, like ripping each other's tops off. I mean, it was everything. Goes down the parking lot, tries to run the other one over with a car. Cops have to show up. It was nuts. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and apparently, she slept with her sister cousin's baby daddy, and they all live in the same trailer park. Is what she told the cops when we were standing there. And the, and you know what? What better place to come and have your knockdown dragout fight than, than in the new in the neutral ground of a blockbuster? Oh yeah, it was crazy. And then like, I'm coming. Sorry, I'm having to grab the door real quick. My oh, it's all good. All right, let me just get the door. Sorry, I didn't see your text. I'm on the thing. Um, but yeah, that was the crazy one was that story because they, I mean, it was just the biggest scrap brawl out. Although I think another one I had was an incident that I got in a little bit of an altercation with a guest with. Was this dude came in with his little buddy. I mean, of course, I don't know, for people who don't know me from the show, I'm a six foot four, 300 plus pound guy. So I'm not exactly a small build guy. And, um, this gentleman came in and wanted to rent some movies with his little buddy with him, who's like really small bill guy, Napoleon Complex 100%. And, you know, he apparently his ex wife had kicked him off the account. And um, it just, he started like cussing and screaming over the counter. And he got racial with one of my coworkers. Oh, no. That. And then all of a sudden, this guy in line behind him was with his daughter, could have been more than five years old. And he says, sir, can you please watch your language? He's like, how about I slit your throat and rape your daughter in front of you and let her make everybody watch? What? And I said, sir, you're going to get the fuck out of my store. And he goes, you ain't going to do shit about you, fat bitch. And I was like, really? I ripped my shirt off, jumped the counter, and we – and I said, what are you going to do? And he punched me in the face, and it was on. Whoa. Yeah. I got a black eye and oh. a bloody mouth from that, but it was worth it. Well, I was going to say, good for you. That guy freaking deserved it. Are you kidding well, me? The funny thing is, my DM, she stood up for me, and she's like, well, he was antagonizing guests, made threatening comments, and he could have acted better, but the guy never complained. Yeah, why Why would he, right? It's, what, what ground does he have to stand on after he gets knocked out by the by the blockbuster guy? Exactly. I mean, I'm a big enough dude that I figure he probably realized I made a mistake. But you'd be surprised, like, some of the crazy things, like the fights. Like, we saw several fights in our buildings, just people, or my favorite was people would steal from us, because, you know, that's what they always do. I mean, that's what Blockbuster was there for. Um, my, apparently, what were you? You know where we always find our DVDs stolen at the bathroom. Yeah, and the ceiling tiles. Yep. See, I didn't know if that was just us or all the stores, but oh, oh, we we found there was there was an employee, um, the assistant store manager of another store. They moved my boss there to help with turnover. <clears throat> And they sent this guy to our store, and we found PS2 um, sale boxes empty in the ceiling tiles between the um, bathroom and the uh, employee area. And that's how we got that guy. Oh, wow. Was we, had, we had him on camera in the back room shoving them up into the tiles so his friends could go use the bathrooms and take the PS2s out in a bag and leave the box. Oh, man. See, ours was crazy. Is we went to... Um... I went to help close the Camden store the one year where I grew up and actually no one there had ever done it. So I, we were near the close down. I started pulling the ceiling tiles. This is 2000, late 2010, early 2011. And I found like a Nintendo power magazine from the nineties. that said sneak peek at the Nintendo 64. 
a VHS yep. tape for the jerk. I mean, it was just like some nineties throwback in there. Because we crazy. Right? Oh yeah, no that. And um, by the way, quick little aside that um, the caricature painting of you and your wife behind your head is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we went to Vegas last year actually for the first time. Nice. Sorry, yeah, it just—it with... was right there in my face, and I'm like, I got to comment on that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was our first show at Vegas. We actually had a flood back in 2018, and we lost everything, but we had insurance, luckily, because we had flood insurance. And we were like, you know, we should go on a trip after all this, you know. And we decided to go to Las Vegas, and we're actually going again next week. Awesome! Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not really a gambler or a drinker, but you know, we have a good time. There's a lot of shows, oh, I... good buffets. That's why I'd go. You know, is for the for the sights. <laughs> oh, see, I'm the same way. Like, um, man, I'm trying. Oh, another good one that I'll never forget was I call it the 21 incident. Uh-oh. The 21 that came out back in 08. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it all took place around here. Oh really? Well, well at least from MIT. The kids were from MIT. Oh, that was okay. the. Well, what ended up happening is this guy, um, re- guy returned a movie in like a freaking random case that wasn't 21. You know, and we, of course, had to put in our box of, you know, return with the wrong product. We didn't know who it belonged to. Well, all of a sudden, about a week later, a guy... Oh, search with something. My watch just tried to pick up our conversation. Um, <laughs> so uh, what happened was he comes in and was, like, yelling at us because he got a, a call and, a, you know, whatever about a late fee. And he's like, I returned that damn movie a week ago. And I'm like, well, buddy, let's calm down. And we found it. And he goes, it seems like y'all would be able to figure out what you know you guys had you know i'm like what do you mean what we had he's like you knew you had that movie returning why didn't you know it was mine i'm like we have like 137 copies right now you know and he goes i'm like where's the case and he goes oh well what happened was i was at the house all day drinking and i got really drunk and i remembered i had to return the movie and i was too drunk to find a case so i drove it up there to return it i'm like you were too drunk to return a case but you were not drunk enough to drive oh no and the funny thing is, his argue, he had a solid argument against it. He was like, yeah, he's like, you're next to a liquor store. I had to get more. Ha! I mean, this these people drove me crazy. Or another one, too, my favorite was, actually, it was a Sunday. I was working Sunday, like, before we, you know, South Carolina, you had a lot of big church crowds. Because I don't know if you're yep. familiar with the laws, but they have, you can't sell liquor on Sundays. You can't sell beer or wine on Sundays. Yeah, that, so, so our laws were that way up here, too, till recently. Oh, wow. Um, that the blue laws changed in uh, in mass within my drinking lifetime. I know that Sunday used to be a dry day. Yeah, I'd say Virginia is not that bad as South Carolina is on that. But I'll never forget this guy parked up front. He was just being a total tool. But ours was an explicit no fire lane because of us being a big shopping center. We had the big ports for the fire hydrants to hook up for the big trucks if we ever yep. had fire. Well, this guy came up to him and was like, sir, could you please move your vehicle? And he laughed, and he's like, I am moving shit. And he's like, well, I'm the fire marshal. You really should. And he's like, well, you're not a real police officer, so why don't you go on? Oh, no. So he walked outside, wrote him a $1,000 ticket, and then said, sorry. But he's like, you're right. I'm just the fire marshal, which means my ticket can't be reduced or lowered. So enjoy paying that fine and have a nice day. Yeah. I mean, he stuck it to him, and I was like, that was pretty crazy. But and then like pre-releases, like you'd be surprised, like people were ready to fight on those, like the, the release night parties. Did y'all have those up there? Oh yeah. Oh man, when Batman was coming out, people were like ready to fight to get in the front of the line to get their copy at our stores. Which is crazy now because you can just go online and get them on the midnight. But yep. back then, 
Yeah, it's funny. It's like when I get really young at my restaurant, when I get really young tables, like with kids, and they act like they know everything, I'll be like, do you know what Blockbuster is? And the parents laugh. It's so wild to even talk about it now, having lived through it. You and know? then like one of my doctors, actually, she was like, you know what my first management job was? I was like, what? She's like, Blockbuster Music. And I was like, wow. Ah, yes. Throwing it back. But oh, what's crazy is like, I remember I used to be a manager of Chuck E. Cheese before this. Which is funny because I'll tell you a story about that in a second. But I had a young girl who worked for me, really sweet. She's underage, so I won't mention her name. But she um, got a payment one time, and she looked at the card, and she goes, huh, what's that thing? And I'm like, that's a cassette tape. It was a Discover card-like cassette tape. And I was, she's like, what's a cassette tape? <laughs> I was like, how do you not know what a cassette tape is? Like, it blows my mind. But no, as funny as um, our my old district manager Susan at Chuck E. Cheese, she came down one day because she had taken over our district because we were moved from like the Tennessee, Kentucky, Northern Alabama district into the rest of Virginia, Maryland, and Delaware, where we should have been to begin with. But that's a whole different story. But we ended up. Um, she was like talking to all of us like in a big group setting, and she's like, "Yeah, because isn't this your favorite job you've ever had?" And everybody was saying, "Yes, yes, yes," you know, just trying to kiss her butt. And she looked at me, and I'm like, nope. I'm like, Blockbuster's still my favorite. Nice. And she looked at me, she's like, you sure this isn't your favorite? I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. And she's like, well, I guess you're right. Because, I mean, who didn't love the free rentals and all the other fun goodies we got back then? Or my favorite was oh. the Candy Destroy Day. Oh, my God, that was the best day of life. Yep. Be like, hmm, I'm just going to eat, like, you know, 15 bags of candy today. Because for free. That's when we used to have the Nerds Rope Challenge. Oh, we never did that. We had the... Haribo like gummy coke challenge that was hard <laughs> or have you ever done butterfingers without a drink yeah it's terrible you can go? it's terrible in case you're wondering my record's 14 of the of candy bars or bb's oh no butterfinger candy bars without a drink <laughs> I, oh, bet my, I bet my old boss that i could do 18 and i got so close oh that i can just taste how terrible that was oh my gosh i drank a coke afterwards but i felt sick to my stomach for hours i was like i shouldn't have done this shit. oh of course because but butter you know peanut that much peanut butter is one thing but butterfingers are like a completely different level of like oh. odd saturated peanut butter i'll tell you one that i used to love before i got diverticulitis because i can't eat popcorn now but i used to love to do like the bundle like you'd get the popcorn and then you'd mix like the was it the crunch bunch in there Bunch of crunch in the BBs, yeah. Oh, uh, mix that in the popcorn, game over with a Sprite. It was the best thing ever. Or Mr. Pibb, that was also a good one to get. Yep. Yeah, but here's my thing is I never understood. As a video store, we never sold Funyuns and we never sold Lemonheads. Why not? It's really strange, right? You'd think they'd make a killing on it, especially after 10 p.m. at night. All you exactly. got were people that wanted that. Exactly, because they had also been blazing all day and wanted to watch Pineapple Express. Did you guys have a... um? Uh, um, ice cream cooler. Unfortunately, yeah. Did you get the? I think we maybe sold one ice cream bar a week. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. We only sold one or two a week, and it was always people at eleven fifty-five p.m. They didn't want to rent a movie. All they wanted to do was buy ice cream. Uh It it was so weird, and it was around here. It was usually during a snowstorm. Like there's going to be a snowstorm the next day and people are like, well, 
I went over to the Shaw's and forgot the ice cream. The ice cream? It's snowing out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, for us, it was um, we were right next to a mega grocery store, so like all of our stuff was so much more expensive. So we never could get our returns on that stuff. So we ended up eating it because it went bad. That was the only highlight of having that thing. And of yep. course, we'd always be on reports like, why can't you sell? We're next to a grocery store. Yeah. Kind of hard. And plus, we're in a, I mean, even what I used to love to do was, um, especially when I was the manager all day at that store, I would love, in South Carolina, it gets up like 100, 105 with a lot, like 100% humidity in August. I yes, it does. My, I used to crank my store down to 66 and lock the air conditioner up. Yeah. You no, know, like I would put an override set where only I was the only one who could mess with it. And I'd have the store at 66 all summer. And the windows would be foggy and everything. People were like, oh my God, the ice box in here. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's well, wonderful. See, it too because, like, um, some stores, no matter what, had a strict no shorts policy. Like, our store did allow it during the summer. I remember one store, I went to work there one night to help out St. Andrews. That store manager, he was real, he had been a grocery store manager for like, 30 or 20 years before he came to Blockbuster. He had been there for like 15 years. I mean, he was a great manager. That dude had the best looking store of all time. Like, we would pull the bottom racks up at least every month and vacuum under the things. You know how much dirt and dust you get under those little... On those oh, yeah. Still? I mean, we literally were scrubbing everything. He was a... I mean, everything had to be spaced. Like, all the sodas had to be spun in the machine the right way. Everything was grocery store style. But, yeah, one time the air conditioner went out, and it was like 93 inside the store. He would not let us, A, go home, or B, wear shorts. Oh, uh. It was so hot that, like, all the candy was melting in the bags. It was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Jeez. We had um, a Dropbox, fi Dropbox fire extinguisher go off. Oh, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> it filled it filled the store. It, it was a chemical style, so it, it was a sandy dust that went through the air. And corporate uh. made us stay open. Corporate told us we had to stay open. We didn't. They never let you close, like, no matter we, what. We know, locked but... the doors. But they they didn't let us close. I think my favorite was like on whenever I worked on Christmas. Those were always fun because like I would wear pajamas and literally just you know conveniently forget to flip the security tape and uh, just pull out the display for the PS4, you know the Blu-ray display, and play video games all day. Nice. Or bring my controller from home and just use mine to play it while at the counter because you might get what three customers all day who forgot. Oh that. yeah. Oh, yeah. No one comes in, but you sure as hell better not close. Exactly. I would also sometimes, one time I literally, there was a Chinese food restaurant at the end, like I told you. I remember several times I would just slap a, you know, gone to the bathroom, open a 10-minute sign on the door, and I'd walk and get Chinese food and come back. Because uh, I'm like, what, what, somebody's going to show up? That was one thing awesome. I didn't like about working as day manager at a smaller store. You were the only person in the whole building from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 4 p.m., yeah. So when I went to the bathroom, I'm like, ooh, is there going to be somebody in the store when I get out of the bathroom? <laughs> it's like a game. Did uh, Were you guys busy? Not really, surprisingly. During the summers, we would be like a lot of parents come in, but not particularly. It just depended on the store. Like when I worked at Rosewood, that was the last store I worked on. It was the first actual corporate store to be open in Columbia, store 92555. And... um. It was right next to a big community college and right next to the University of South Carolina. So during school year, we would always be hopping. Yeah. Because, you know, it was crazy because, like, that store, the only reason I even went to that store is I actually had left the company in 2011. I had been gone for, like, not even a month. I went and took another main job. 
And um, I went, I was at, I was at the school and there was nowhere to park. So I actually went to the Blockbuster and parked. I knocked on the door because I knew Rick, the store manager. I'm like, can I park here? So I don't have to worry about parking at school. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And the next day he's like, yeah, if you want to keep parking here, I'm going to have to hire you here because I really could use you here. And I was like, sure, I'll work here part time. I was like, I can't nice. escape. Can't escape. No, you can't escape. You, you can't. I, it, it caused, it, it took the stores closing for me to be able to escape because I, I kept getting asked to come back. See, when I moved here to Virginia, I made a comment to all my coworkers. I'm like, I'll just find a blockbuster in Virginia and get a part-time job. But when I got here, they had already all been closed because they were all you know, franchise stores. And I was like, well, darn, there goes that plan. Yeah. And I mean, it's just crazy how like we all have connected and stayed over the years. Like, I mean, I'm still friends with so many of the people I met at all the stores I worked at. And like, then, of course, I'm on there remembering the blue and gold. So, you know, we have all this, like, these places to reconnect ourselves. I don't see any other, I don't see Circuit City or KB Toys or uh, Toys R Us or any of the big boys who have fallen off doing that. No, definitely not. And if, if they do, it's much smaller with less of a reach. I mean, we have, what, sure. 28,000 on that group, I think? It's, like, some insane number. It's awesome. And I, I don't know if you ever um, interacted with, with Alvy, the guy who created it, but he had started that when he was still at Blockbuster working under Jim Keys, he worked like right up with Jim. Oh, wow. And, and he actually got um, a lot of uh, crap for starting that because the people in corporate thought, because he'd started it near the end, and they yeah. were like, oh, you're, you're ringing the death bell already? And he goes, no, I just want to start a place for people to connect because the company's on its way out, and I want a place we can still all connect. And like they, they, they always took it really negatively that we did that. And I mean, look at it now. I, mean, I actually connected with Jim Keys through that. Oh wow! As strange as that is, yeah, he he got in touch with me through it because I had, you know, said, hey, if him or anyone that was still around, and he had a lot of really, really positive, great things to say about my show and everything. But he said he goes, you know, I kind of, I kind of leave that to the younger crowd. You know, I did it, I loved it. Blockbuster is a great thing, but it's part of my, my past. And I'm looking forward. And I go, dude, that's great. I'm just glad that he connected with me. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, because that's really cool. Like, I never got to meet him. The only one who I knew that was kind of a higher up was our my first regional manager was Tim Adams. I don't know if you know who yep. he is or not. But he was like, know the name. Yeah, so now he's like the something with like, I think a big phone company. Like, he's way up in the high ranks now. But he was my regional when I started. Like he was my I, regional for maybe two months and then he got promoted, but I met him one time and I was like, Oh, nice to meet you. I'm pretty sure back when I was back when it was still a Viacom company, which was prior to Jim keys or just maybe, maybe changed shortly after, right? It was before dish network bought them. Right. So when they were still Viacom, yeah, um, I left right around the time dish bought them, right. When Sumner Redstone was still in charge. Cause that's Viacom. Sumner Redstone yeah. came to one of our, big corporate meetings and that was kind of cool he's a weird dude but that that was kind of cool you know speaking of like the viacom era you know i still even when i was working there would see a lot of that because there's a, a, a well it's not like paramount owned anymore but there's a uh amusement park called carowinds up in yep. charlotte north carolina rock hill it's actually built half in south carolina half in north carolina but it was a paramount carowinds up until like five six years ago when they spun them off but people, even then, when I was working at Blockbuster, would still come in because they remember, you know, used to be able to buy tickets to Carowinds really cheap at Blockbuster. And even into like when I even when I left, people were like, do you can I come by? I'd come in and be like, can I buy some uh, Carowinds tickets? And I'm like, we haven't done that in like 10 years. Oh, that's really cool that they did that, though. I, I knew yeah. the place didn't know they did the tickets. That's awesome. 
oh yeah apparently they ran some like really good deals with it i was like oh word because like and then of course i also speaking of blockbuster for christmas i got a gift card and i bought the uh, blockbuster board game isn't it great i haven't gotten a chance to play it yet ah you're gonna love it and i can't find any i mean i'm trying to just get people over to play with it's just been you know how it is this time of year my kids are sick i'm sick oh yeah oh yeah can't get anybody out and about especially in the winter in the northern state you know how it is for our for those maybe in the southeast or southwest who don't know what we deal with yeah no of course i i keep i keep forgetting that you guys get hit pretty hard too yeah i I always forget that we're in the mountains so the problem is is that if it comes from the east usually it hits the appalachian mountains and it kind of bogs on top of us yep so pretty much we get a lot of it before you guys do and plus in the higher elevation yeah oh yeah but like I said, there's no. just so many times like that, those stores like, and of course, you know, it's not even all the big stories like that. It's all the little memories of sharing stories or, oh, I got a good one. Kyle, I'm sorry. I'm going to rat you out, buddy. I got to rat <laughs> you out. One. I love you, Kyle. Kyle's probably one of the few ones I've stayed in touch with, like I said, pretty closely over the years. So, but Kyle one time, <laughs> sorry, Kyle, we, he really wanted to play NBA 09 because, you know, he it was on the Xbox and he really wanted to play it. We only had one copy and the person had had it for like four days past, you know, the whatever. So someone, maybe me or him, I won't say who, called the customer and told him that it was late and it was due. And we actually needed to send it off to our corporate office for a disc destroy so he would return it that day. Oh, no. And the guy came up and apologized to us for like five minutes for messing us up with one game for being so late. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you you have you have hit you have hit the top of the mountain. That's the we wish we did that. Everybody has a story like that where they're like, "Oh, if I could just convince this person to bring it back." I always used to, you, you could go and look and see. Oh, it's due later today. Oh, that means they're probably going to bring it in. <laughs> no, and so you'd be watching the box to, all day. We decided to have that happen. We were like, "We got to do it." <laughs> We're we're sorry. The feds are on their way to your house oh, <laughs> for this one six dollar and nineteen cent movie. You know what was a way we really got screwed over was actually the uh, Game Pass or whatever. Because I had one dude who came to the Rosewood. He opened admitted to me. He's like, "Yeah, I just buy like really fucked up games, like they're scratched up to hell or whatever, and I just rent the same game here and flip the discs and bring it back." Yep. I was like, man, that is some evil stuff people would come up with on us. Yep. Or my favorite was actually an entire store got fired because of the rewards program. Really? The entire store got fired. And like three other people. One of the managers was at my location because he had come from that store. I won't say which one because I want to show respect to that staff. I still am friends with some of them. Oh, of course. But um, yeah, they were using the rewards thing to push the rewards drive. They would pretty much save over the coupon, like the hard disk coupon in the rewards kit. And that person wanted to rent five free movies to get rewards, like old movies. Sure, go ahead. You want five, ten? Sure, go ahead. Oh. But they had to buy it. They would say, oh, if you buy it, but we got to give you bundles, and we got to sell you this and this. Their metrics are always, like, superior in the store. And finally, apparently, somebody at, in HR investigated it, watched the tapes, and looked at the track records, and they saw what they were doing. They had given away, like, apparently over a 1,000 movies. Yikes. We, we had a kid um, who... Mm-hmm would uh, expunge people's late fees if they bought a rewards program. And so anyone that ever complained, if they didn't have it, he goes, I'll take that $8 late fee off if you, you know, buy this rewards thing. 
I mean, that's pretty smart. It was smart, but he got he got in a mounted of shit for it. You know what I mean? As as you do, but it worked. I mean, <laughs> he sold a ton. I mean, you know, I I could say you gotta do what you gotta do, but you don't do what you gotta do. And uh, well, I mean, as as a as a manager, you know, I was a store manager for a bit. We had carte blanche. To, that that was the whole point. If if your employees can't talk the person down. Your job when you came over was to go, yeah, here, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. But, but when it's a first year CSR, just going, yeah, I'm just going to obliterate all your late fees. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, dude. I think my favorite was, I won't say this person's name because I'm not friends with them, but I will tell you they worked at the Broad River store. All right. It's another store in my town. This dude apparently found out his girlfriend was cheating on him. So he found out who the guy was found out a way to pull up his account and then negative credited his account like $200 in late fees. So he had to pay Blockbuster. Oh no. And put, it was a transfer from another store's late fees. that didn't even like a store that he made up. <laughs> oh God. I'm like, I'm like, did the dude actually have to pay it? Did he go against his credit? I want to know. I never heard the end of the story. I just heard that he did it. Cause he, or did he just, or did he just auto charge to the credit card on his account? I don't know if it would auto chart. I don't think there was one on there for what he said. He wanted him to make sure he got late letters and got fees and stuff. Oh no. I'm like, there I like I said he told me that and then like I did I he ended up quitting like to go to another job like on the other side of the city like a couple months later. So I'm like, whatever happened? I want to know. Oh, that would have been nuts. Crazy stuff. Did uh you you said in our text chat before this something about a bloody woman at inventory. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. So I was at the store with the crazy store manager, right? That I was telling you about my main store, my first one. Yeah, we're doing inventory one night, you know, chilling out, you know, doing our thing. It's like one thirty in the morning. All of a sudden, it sounds like somebody broke the glass. I like hit it so hard. You hear it, bang, oh. bang, and there was a lady there covered in blood, like black eyed, bloodied. And, of course, we're all wanting to go out and help her. And our inventory coordinator is like, no, they're probably setting us up to rob us. Let me call the police. Come to find out, her dude, some dude had beaten her, like, half to death and just tossed her on our doorstep. Again, what is with everybody? Like, well, <laughs> you know who can help you? Blockbuster. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm going to return you like a rental. I mean, God, it was bad. She wouldn't tell us who it was either. She's like, he didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. It's all she kept saying. I'm like, uh, this don't sound like a good relationship, sweetie. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you when people, or my favorite was when people would come in and, um, you know, hadn't used their account in a while, and they'd be like their new girlfriend or boyfriend, and I'd be like, oh, so-and-so, is so-and-so still able to use your account? And that per- the new person would just stare them down, like, why are they still on there? It'd be like <laughs> your ex-girlfriend, ex-wife or something, and you'd be like, sorry, just have to ask for my job, you know, account updates. Someone said uh, there was someone who worked in, I forget what store it was, but it was a store that got a lot of, they filmed a lot of movies around it, but it was in one of the, it was in Texas or somewhere. And um, they said that they got, their store is where the upper management sent like high profile um, people to go in and get like, here, here, Johnny Depp, come in here and we'll comp your rentals. Thank you for coming to town. You know, like the corporate, you know, nice thing. And he said that he had a ton of times that a celebrity would come in 
and he'd know that there was going to be like a big announce like breakup or something in the tabloids because they would come in and have their significant other removed. Oh, wow. He said, so I had all this dirt on on um, on famous people. Like, he goes, I could have made a killing with TMZ. You know what I mean? I mean if I really wanted to. I think the only people I ever got to meet who were famous were I met Kevin Bacon and I met, um, oh gosh, the wrestler, Kevin. Um, he went by Big Sexy, Too Sexy, Big Guy. Oh, Kevin Nash. yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash. Yeah, he came in my store. Um, the one on Clemson Road, actually, one time when... Uh, he lives down near Columbia, but I didn't recognize him because he had like really short hair. And then my coworker, his name was Jesse. He actually worked at the Walgreens across the street. He was a manager there, and he worked in photo. And he's like, "Yeah, dude, I sub- I developed pictures of him with The Rock. I developed pictures of him with like Ric Flair." He's like, "Him and Stone Cold came in together one day." Ah, I was like, "Holy crap!" And then I met Kevin Bacon when he was filming Death Sentence in Columbia because I was working at my store and it was filmed near my house. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. So now you're seven degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon or down to one. Congratulations. Woohoo! I know, right? And and I have a section of this where we're both on camera, so I definitely have it. That's the rule. You have to you be on what? camera with someone. What was that? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. That That's the rule with the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And as long as you're on film with someone. Yes. That, yes. Then, oh, man. So congratulations on that one. Dude, um, that's great. But yeah, we like I said, you know, we got like, like when I was at the Rosewood store, we got players from like the University of South Carolina, some of the coaches. I mean, you know, you got, of course, the biggest like most famous local celebrity I used to get a lot was uh, at the St. Andrews store, the big store in Irmo, was uh, George Rogers. He won the 1980 Heisman Trophy at the University of South Carolina. Nice. Number one pick by the New Orleans Saints. He ended up winning a Super Bowl and like all time leading rusher for the Washington Redskins. He's like a local celebrity, but he would come in our store all the time. He was so nice. Everybody, and it was crazy because he was like, you know, he knew he was famous. He was a big deal around town, but kids, adults all come up to him. He'd be signing the autograph, you know, just taking pictures. He loved it. He was like never mean to anyone. He was the nicest guy. That's always a good story to hear, right? When someone just genuinely is good about I mean, the public stuff. He would rent Disney movies. I'm thinking this dude's a big former bruising NFL running back, but he loved Disney movies. He's like, I like a good story. He's like, I like to relax. I'm like, you're, I like you. Nice. And he bought bundles like every trip. So he always made my life easy. Yeah. I got, got to upsell. We need those transactions. Yeah. I'll say uh, junior mints. In case you're wondering, hers, Heisman winner, George Rogers likes junior mints. That was his favorite one to get. <laughs> so we're going to sports trivia one night. You ever need it? I got you covered. I'm going to have to use that one. Yeah, five more minutes. Hi. All right. Yeah, I was. I'm. I was telling her I probably got about five more minutes. I'm gonna have to head off here to get my daughter off the bus. Oh, perfect, perfect. I was gonna say you had you had one other thing you wrote. How did you come about finding a pound of weed in your store? Oh my god. So this happened at the Decker store, and apparently some dude called back up there. I was a CSR there. I was helping him out, and said I have to get in your store. I have to get in. Then I talked to the manager, and they let him in. Apparently, it was put behind like six movies in our middle section. And he, I saw him like slip the manager there some money, and he left. So apparently, it was a drop-off zone for Blockbuster was for some people. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting involved in this. this. Is above my pay grade. Wow. Oh yeah, I mean, we hear. Oh, then the crazy one too. Um, this one's something that maybe your listeners hadn't heard of. Is I also worked at Garner's Ferry, which was actually on the national news at one point, back in the '90s. 
Um, I, there were two girls in 1998 that worked there. One was like 20, one was like 18. It was a shift lead and a four-star CSR. They went to leave work one night together because they lived near each other, and they, were, they weren't seen again. Like, they couldn't find Whoa. the car, couldn't find cell phone records. It was on, like, the national news. They were missing. It was a big deal. You know, and then the crazy thing is they didn't find them until 2009. What? Apparently the car had driven, like, two miles down the road, got, like, like shot, somehow shot off the road. They think they made a blue blown a tire. Shot maybe, like, several hundred yards off the road, but landed upside down, so they could, there was nothing to shine in the uh, sunlight. And they were actually going to widen the road, and they were clearing out the area, and they found the car. What? But when you went to that store forever, like even when I was working there, it had they still even like ten years later had pictures of them on the wall with like the information and contact numbers of call saying if you know where these two girls are, please help us. Holy moly! And I remember too because I helped close that store. They actually one the manager there, Melinda, she actually called the uh, families and gave them the pictures inside the store and some stuff to give them when they closed the store down. Oh my god! Yeah, it was crazy. But like that was like all over the news. Like I remember that as a kid. I was like maybe ten or eleven when that happened. But it was everyone was talking about it. That was like all over the news because I mean they just up and went gone. They could not be found. They they had they were like watching security tapes and they just it was like everywhere. But nobody this freak accident. Yeah, I guess it's good to hear that it wasn't anything malicious. That's. That's what they were wondering. Maybe some good closure. That's what they were checking for. They even like it said because I remember my district manager. She was already the DM whenever I was there, and she was over there because we talked about it. And she goes, "Yeah, she's like we watched tapes. She's like I probably sat and watched tapes with an HR rep, someone from corporate, and myself and the police. We probably watched the tapes for weeks on end, just looking at every customer, pulling account information, trying to see who people were, and if there was anybody wow. to look for. I'm like, wow, that's crazy." I couldn't imagine being her, you know, having to be over that location when something that tragic happens. Yeah. But I mean, at least there was closure for the family, but I kind of wish it had been a lot closer for them. Yeah, that's a long time to wait for closure. Oh, man. But yeah, that was like one of the sadder ones was that one. It was just like, you know, because that one was just like I said, it was such a big national story. See, I don't wow. want to on a sad story. I got to come up and think of another good one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because you got you got to go get your uh, go to the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got like three minutes. Um, I would probably say like my better memories are though that like one of my friends who worked in St. Andrew's store. It's funny because we're still really good friends to this day. You know, it's it's a true to being guys. We hated each other when we first worked with each other. <laughs> we that happens other was, a lot. Was an a hole. We could not stand each other. But Ethan and me are now really good friends and. I'm proud of him. He's pursuing a master's and, you know, living in Texas and doing a great job. And I'm, I mean, I don't tell him enough, but I'm super proud of you, man. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't like each other at first, but we became good friends. So, like I said, I'll make sure I send him a link so he knows I've talked about him and give him a hard time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, send this to everybody. I, uh, I, I love, I love um, broadening the reach of the community here, you know, and oh, it's just definitely. been a, it's been a blast talking to you, man. As well, I, no pun intended, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because after all, we can tell everybody we worked in the movie industry. We did. We we worked for we worked for a movie company. We worked for Paramount. Exactly. Well, you did. I didn't. I was gone before <laughs> yeah. the Paramount days. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, oh, and then also one that I have to throw out that if anybody wants a random movie they want to watch that a guest talked to me about, which if you just want to see a cheesy 1980s movie, Surf Nazis Must Die. I thought Ooh, they were trauma. Me. I thought trauma. They were- 
Yes. I thought they were pranking me, and I looked it up, and it was real. And I actually watched it when we got free online rentals. So if anybody wants a good 80s classic, go that way. I highly endorse Surf Nazi's mustache. I own it. Nice. I'll say I don't, but it's definitely that or um, oh, the not the jerk. Um, the movie where the guy says love, peace, chicken, grease, and everybody's out to hunt him. Ah, uh, the pest. The pest. That's it. There you go, John Leguizamo. Yes. Yeah. So you understand. But yeah, those, yes. two, those are my movie recommendations as a former blockbuster employee. Dude, I'll catch you later. All right, buddy. Catch you later. Perfect. I wish you told me it wasn't video. I took a shower, shaved my head, made myself look all nice today.